Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello from wherever you are in the world right now. Jeremy Hecht here. This is Zachy the Great speaking. And we are live with Inspire the Great podcast. This episode five, I believe. Episode five. Congra- First of all, I'm flying. congrats to us because we've done five straight weeks of anything is consistency that right. a lot of people don't have. So I'm proud of us. Well, um, but, 100%. but looking back, the fact that it's been five weeks of this quarantine is crazy. Right. Right. Um, also, um, so for me, like right now at 5 p.m., I am 13 hours into fasting. 13 so, hours into fasting, uh, you said? This is, this is, yeah, so this is, uh, this is Ramadan, the month of fasting. So where, where I am currently in Canada, we're fasting about close to 19 hours. Holy, but is it uh, Ram, Ramadan Mubarak? Is that, is that how you say it? Yes. Okay, well, yes. happy. So it means happy, happy Ramadan. Happy yeah. Ramadan. So, um, we're doing Ramadan right now, and basically, um, we fast for about anywhere from uh, sunrise, sunrise, sunset. So depending on where you are in the world, it could be anywhere from um, eight, ten, eleven to nineteen hours. We're currently in. I'm in Edmonton currently, and it's nineteen hours for us. And what that basically does is um, it resets the mind, body, and soul, cleanses it. Um, a lot of times, food and chemicals are killing us. So not eating too much and everything. And also the, the number one thing does is it brings you back into gratitude. It reminds you of how many people live like this. How many people don't eat for 24 hours yet we still have something to go to and we still have family and everything, too, you know? So um, once a year, we do it throughout the year, every Monday and Thursday, but once a year we do it for a whole month. Just a reminder, giving back a lot of gratitude and everything and that's a great segue into investing in yourself, the, the reset in yourself, the, the, the reprogramming, the, the finding the values and the gratitude within yourself to invest in yourself, right? Um, Before you jump into that, I, want, I just want to, I'm curious because like, you know, I've never fasted for that long. Even so, I'm Jewish and we, we do it every once in a while. When I was younger, I would. I don't necessarily follow it as much now, but like I could never fully put myself, like you said, investing that much strength uh internally to fast for the full time but like that's such a long period of time uh what do you usually learn from that and does it get easier every year or is it every year just as hard actually it gets easier per day mm. the days go so today is um the third day that we're doing it we started on friday so friday saturday sunday today's the third day it gets easier the first day it's the most difficult because your body goes from literally having anything you want at any moment to not having anything for 19 hours straight, right? So for me, it's different because I've been doing it for a while. So I, depending on my shift, I work, I get off 1 a.m. and then I go to sleep 4 in the morning. So consistently all the time from 4 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon, I usually don't eat. Wow. So that's me teaching my body. Because um, what happens is when we eat, that's when laziness and, and, and I don't want to say the other word that we use, but that's when laziness hits. And that's when we want to chill out. That's when we want to relax. That's when we want to sleep. So the body really gets, um, the body really gets weak, the more food you feed it. And a lot of times food is around us so much that we eat without even being hungry on this side of the world. So I, I want to distance myself from it. Like, whether I'm going to the gym or I'm studying or anything, a stomach, a hungry stomach, not starving, but just like where I'm not hungry, I'm not starving. It's just in the middle is better for me. I do more. I, I think better. I react better. I move better with it. So I've been doing it consistently. But yes, every year, of course, it gets a lot easier. But every day as we continue, we, it gets a lot easier. But you got you to gotta train yourself for right. it too before it happens. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I think... I think uh anything you can do to make yourself appreciate the things you take for granted every day is, is great. Like, I think we should do that more honestly with other things like, like a fat, like a fast of social media fast of, Mm. you know, uh, I don't know, whatever we take for granted on, on a daily basis. Like that's the only way to appreciate is to remove it. I think. Right. I was actually just having a dope, dope conversation with someone on, on Instagram and um, basically, I was telling the person how there was a man who was arrested, who was um, 
in prison for life. And one of his friends came and a good friend of his came and he was like, yo, if you could have one thing at the current moment, if you could do anything, if you could have anything, what would it be? You know, the guy asking him being a younger fella, he, he thought he might say, oh, driving a car or eating something or women or something. And literally the man in prison said, I just want to walk by the ocean and hear the birds. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. We see that we, we go by that every day. We go outside walking by trees and birds every day and we take it for granted, you know? So it's a, it's a reset yeah. button for that whole month to be like, yo, there's people that are living way worse than this. Even at the end of the 19 hours when we're breaking our fast, we break it with our family. Some people don't have family. We break it with food. Some people don't have food. There's so much things that we take for granted. So it's just a reminder to all of us to to really humble ourselves and to understand that we have we have a lot in life to yeah. pray for. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. And and let me know how how it goes. Keep me updated. Um, what else inspired you this week? Um, this week, um, so I flew in on Friday night from work. And the airports were dead. Like when I say there wasn't a single soul, there was probably one cleaning lady, one security guard, and that's it. Besides us, the company that flew in, right? Um, it's just, it reminded me of how much we had. At any moment, we can go anywhere. At any moment, we can connect with anybody. And once again, it goes back to gratitude that we don't understand how much we have till we don't have it anymore. Like the expense of things that we have till we don't have is just so um, an inspiration of mine is just to take advantage of everything we have that we still have, even though we don't have as much as we did. We still have. Look at this call. I can't fly to L.A. right now, but we can get on the Zoom calls and the Skype calls. We can study. We have Internet. We have food. We have family. So take advantage of those things. And the other thing is. Everyone always said, oh, if I had more time, I would do this. If I had more time, mm-hmm. I would work on this. If I... You ain't got nothing but time, bro. So where is it now, you know? So again, before this call happened, I was telling you, everyone knows what they want and know how to do it. It's just the action of doing it that, that they hesitate on. That they got to ask the question 10 different ways. Yo, so how do you start your page? You started it from here to there? Okay, what'd you do? Like, they have to ask in so many ways because they, they just want more time and more excuse to not start. So I always think, like, you know, the, the classic conversation of, like, would you take 500 or whatever, $5 million or dinner with Jay-Z for an hour? Like, everyone always makes jokes on Twitter. I think the people who say that they would have dinner with Jay-Z and legit think that that would change their lives, a lot of them are delusional because... You have to have the mindset in the first place to actually put that right. into action. Like, like right. doesn't matter. Jay-Z, Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, whoever it is who built something super successful can tell you literally right. step for step how to do it. But you have to have right. the motivation to do it. Right. And you'll also, you have to have the mindset to soak that up and get that out of them. What if you do take the interview or that, or that dinner and you talk <laughs> about nothing but nonsense? <laughs> Like, that's even worse than the person who got everything and didn't even do anything. What if you go there and, like, you're, 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 what are the cards? Like, you, you, you look at that person like an idol, like, yeah. like God, and you're like, ah, like, you're just start asking him about things that Stupid don't matter. Stuff. Like, than, so, like, exactly. what's Kanye like in real life, bro? See, yeah, exactly. how's, how's Beyonce doing? Is she alive? Yeah, like, like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, no, 100%, man, mindset is. Is definitely everything. But what has inspired you this week? What 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 got your attention? Um, a little bit of the same. On I think on one hand, like <clears throat> like you said, kind of seeing who's still really at it now. Like I I was at the corner store the other day, and it's just something I took for granted. Like walking there whenever I needed something, mm-hmm. like milk or or juice or whatever. And uh, and the guy they have like this plexiglass now, and the table of this of the front, and they're still working every day. And the guy said that him and his wife owned the store and he said they've been waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the big grocery stores and buy everything before everyone gets there and pull it to the corner store. And he said every day he's been scared. But his wife, uh, who also works at the shop, she feels like so excited and happy at everyone who comes in and buys something and and tells them how much they needed that. Like, oh, thank you so much. That's two different worlds. 
two and 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 he said that that actually inspired he's like you know what i'm usually scared but when i see how happy it makes her that inspires me so that all that just hearing that from them like inspired me to to really appreciate not only their work but like the little things that we take for granted like you said on a daily basis not 100% man and like even for um in the last month or two i've been trying to donate a lot of money mm. or whatever i can money time everything just to to give back like i always try to do it no matter what but with the crisis being this crazy like even if it's a little bit or a lot or whatever i can do in time energy money whatever it may be it just it, it gives you a different type of energy like it feeds you it feeds you that 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 good energy that you need to know that you're helping out in some type of way you know so i've been tipping my postmates drivers i never did before i will admit that i was i was kind of an asshole with that i was like no i never tipped them before but then now i'm like hitting the 20 25 percent tip i'm like no no no. i'm making up for lost time here (laughs) so family members in africa or like different aspects of it is uh, i've been trying to help out more and everything man um definitely this this brought a different type of gratitude to our life man yeah no doubt no doubt um and oh the other thing actually i, I thought it was super interesting so i was i, intervo- I interviewed uh jack boy the other day it was my first zoom interview he's kodak black's first artist and uh one thing that he said that stuck with me was he said kodak when they were like super young he said this and he might not have even realized the impact that it had but it stuck with jack boy for a long time so like First of all, before I even say what he said, it's interesting that you could say something to somebody and it could stick with them their whole life, but it was a throwaway to you where you didn't even really mean it. And so like we attach a lot more meaning to things than than somebody might think. But what he said was um, uh, it might not happen overnight, but it's always going to be there tomorrow. Mm. Which which I thought was and I don't know if he meant it as that deep, but I thought thought it was interesting that it's like, you know. It takes like like you were talking about with building anything. It takes a lot of steps. It takes a lot of time, and it it won't happen overnight. It's not gonna you know just blow up over overnight. But you always need to take that next step, and and tomorrow is actually the most important thing, or or today is the most important thing to building something. Yo, it's crazy you brought that up because just literally recently, I'll bring it up right now. J. Cole's, uh, Travis Scott, Logic, and Chance the Rapper's tweets before fame. Look how crazy this is, okay? Yeah, heavy. July 20, 2011, um, Logic said, let's get to 4,000 followers. He had less than 4,000 followers in 2011. And wow. now look how successful he is. Um, Chance the Rapper, 2011, also said, finna buy j cole's album now hopefully he'll buy mine one day wow chance the rapper um j cole april 9 or april 3 a day before my birthday uh 2009 wrote yo i got 512 followers j cole (laughs) 512 followers only probably not a lot for most of these other rappers but i am thankful for each person that hit that follow button and then the last person was Travis Scott, um, 2011, also said, one day Travis Scott will be somebody. Crazy. Oh, Travis Scott is somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, talking about Travis Scott, it reminded me, did he say um, the Fortnite thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? Bro, I'm just, I'm really just trying to find out what the bag was like. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, like, what? So for for people who don't know, so Travis Scott basically threw a Fortnite concert. So he was in the video game and like there was a destination, you know, people could pull up and listen to to new music and him per- perform songs in the game. Uh, innovative idea. I don't get it necessarily. Like I'm not sure if it was a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was a great yeah, branding. Yeah. Right. But now just numbers wise, how many people tapped in, how many people are on Fortnite, right? Also, the back end of it, how much money he got paid. Like they said before the concert, how actually the concert came up was they used him at first. So they used his graphic. They used his cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so that's how it started it off. And then they got connected with Fortnite and made a deal to do the concert. But 
just a pure genius idea. But also to go back to what you were saying about Jack Boy and even people just saying certain things, not understanding how powerful it is. Like, if I can go back to my tweets, man, like there was times that I tweeted that I will have more than 100,000 followers where I will be successful and everything because, yo, I really felt that way and I really understood that it could happen. And the only difference between it not happening and happening is how you speak about it and how you believe it. So um, another thing, like you said earlier, is you never know how it, it hits another person. Like something that could be a throwaway to you, something that can not mean the world to you can be something that drives them and their success to another level. So It's interesting, um, the, the tweets uh, like that you were, you were just talking about, and uh, also, just so you know, the, the Skype call that we're on is a little frozen. So if I, if I my oh, okay, reaction okay. delayed. Um, okay. But yeah, basically, like what we keep talking about is you're not going to get that next level until you're grateful for what you have. Like for, for Cole to right. say that he's thankful for 500 followers, whereas a lot of people would be like, I only have, you know, I, I, I right. wish I had. They're, these people are like, yes, so thankful. This is amazing that I have this. And you always right. see the journey of those people you know, climbing, um, that they're appreciating all the steps along the way and it gets them to the next one. Right. No, a hundred percent, man. Gratitude is definitely, um, is definitely dope. Um, as far as branding and everything goes, um, like they were talking about what their brand will be, what their success will be in the near future. Um, what are a couple of things that in your interviews that you learned about branding or like, um, personal brands like interviews that you've done what are, what are a couple of things that sat with you that you were like yo that's a dope way of thinking about growth and 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 you know reaching a different level of success and everything you know one thing that's that stood out recently um and somebody who's done a a, a good job is in my exhibit interview a few weeks ago um the thing that he was talking about was basically so after he was successful with music his music was kind of teetering off a bit and that's when pimp my ride came into play and at first he only did it um so that they play his videos on mtv like that was the only reason he accepted the pimp my ride job um but the thing that he said so after pimp my ride kind of fell off and that ended he said people were like laughing at him like he was kind of a joke in hip-hop he wasn't really taken seriously and what he could have done on one hand was go to the next venture using his name again using his personal brand but he said that he wanted whatever he did next to be detached from his brand so that mm -hmm. he could build something successfully on his own without using his name without having to go kiss babies and shake hands and jump out of cars and be this personality and so when he stepped into the cannabis industry after a long time of being kind of like not as successful as he was he built the brand not using his name. Nobody knew he was a part of it. And he built this, I, I believe it was a $500 million uh, cannabis brand from scratch. And nobody knew he was a part of it. And so it was interesting, that kind of the opposite of what we were talking about, where sometimes understanding what your personal brand brings and then also branching off and, and being kind of behind the scenes, kind of like what you did, you've done with your brand, right? Where your personal brand and your your Inspire the Great brand are kind of these two separate entities. Right. So I found that really Yo, interesting. I didn't even know that about Exhibit, the 500 million. Didn't even know. Right. That is dope, man. Now, that is beyond powerful because a lot of times we think we got to stick to one way or one brand or one thing throughout, you know? Um, the cart that you start with isn't always the cart you end with. So... You take different cars, different trains, different airplanes, different routes, different ways to, to make ends meet, you know? Um, <clears throat> there was a Joe Budden earlier today. I watched Joe Budden and uh, Gilly the Kid, who have two of the biggest podcasts, both of them. Uh, Gilly the Kid and them have a um, million dollars worth of game, and Joe Budden has the Joe Budden podcast and everything. Um, they were just talking about the podcast uh, industry and how um, Joe Budden at Complex was getting played where they weren't giving him the number that he thought he was um, worth, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the audience that he brought, the not only audience, but the different avenues that he wanted to reach 
to get to the next level. So when Joe was there, there were um, media in the media aspect of it, but more so like interviews and complex show that that show that they did. I forgot what the name was, where it was him, uh, academics and, and everyday struggle. Everyday struggle. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like that. They haven't really went into the podcast lane complex itself, right? So he spoke to them and he was like, "Yo, I can bring you guys." four to five different massive podcasts. So you guys can tap into the podcast lane and pay us 40,000 per month, right? Yeah. For, for doing 10 episodes or whatever it may be. They laughed at him and they said no to him. He left, he did his own thing. <sighs> massive, massive state of, uh, state of emergency. State, state of the of, culture. State of the culture with uh, Diddy on, on Revolt, um, his own podcast couple other different things um pull up that he does interviews the numbers of the, the the bag was massive at this point right after he left i guess complex seeing how successful podcasting is and they tried to do it see sometimes like you they only know a certain way and like these people who are in the culture but not a part of the culture may not understand where the culture is headed mm-hmm so they might have the the success at the moment. They might have the the leverage of having the company. But if someone like you who has been in the industry for like 10 years says, yo, it's going a different route, come with me, you know? I understand you guys are the company, but I am the people. Hmm. I'm in the streets. I'm talking to the people. I'm talking to the artists. So Joe Budden was trying to bring them into the podcast saying, they didn't see the vision and they lost on the vision. They lost Joe Budden. He went mega massive. And now they're trying to make the ends meet and trying to go into the podcast lane. But it was a little bit too late. So that conversation I thought was dope. Them talking about it. Them talking about the success of Charlemagne the God. And I'm telling you, that guy's next move. That's all I can say, man. Charlemagne's next move is going to be beyond massive. I guess his deal with um with Breakfast Club ends this year. He's he's gonna gonna have a talk show of some sort. I I I feel like a massive talk show, but not only the talk show. But I feel like he's gonna start something else where it's gonna be an an umbrella under him. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and the thing with with Joe also is like it's interesting because you talk about personal brand. I think like understanding your value is super important too. Like what he knew is at the time he wasn't bringing monetary value to complex. Like if you look at, uh, if I like, I'm in, I'm in YouTube heavy. So I know what the YouTube numbers are. YouTube numbers don't bring in much revenue. So Joe knew on one hand he was bringing in, I would say 300,000 people a day, um, to complex YouTube, which could, could be about 300 to $500 a day. Let's, let's say it's it's just, Right. Yeah. Cute little money for complex. But what he also understood was his value to the brand. And he was elevating not only their his brand, but he was elevating what people thought of them. He, they were becoming a voice. They were becoming um, the go to place for daily news. They were becoming an expert in that field. And so he understood his his impact of uh, bringing in all those all those new people, the new audience who are going to stick with complex, uh, not only him. And so when you're a big media company like that, I think for creatives today, you have to understand that you are bringing way more value, even if it's not showing up monetarily at first. And in the long run, you are what the brand is, right? Your creativity is that brand. So I think it's interesting for people, and and especially in this time, to understand your value. Right. No, 100%. Even with my brand, man, like for the last two years, I knew the value that I brought to the table. And I told myself, yo, let me build such leverage that they got to come to my table. I don't want to go to their table. I don't want to be on their terms and their conditions. Let me build something so massive that I am the culture. I'm tapped into the culture on another aspect that that way they have to reach me. Or even if I reach them, it's going to be a blessing to get my reach type of situation, right? But also not take it for granted that relationships is key. Not not disrespecting people or anything. So one dope thing that I learned about branding and everything through Nifty Hustle was just respecting every aspect of it. If it works out, dope. If it doesn't work out, dope. Just have that respect, you know? Don't be talking crazy about people. Don't be 
putting your business out there because that only closes more doors in the future. You never know who's tapped into who, who can make calls happen and, and close how many deals for you, you know? So um, also let's talk about Joe Budden and rebranding. Another one, like you were talking about exhibit. Joe Budden, Joe Budden's music career died. Then, then love and hip hop died. So many asterisks of it, but he just never stopped. He knew he was a voice. He knew his value. He knew how much he knew about the industry, about the music industry, and, and how much value he has in his words and everything. So he just kept moving. And now we're putting Joe Budden's name amongst the Charlemagne the gods. So now imagine if he just told himself, yo, I'm done. I'm washed. I'm old. Like, what can I give to the culture type situation, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it also goes to the point of like never – you know, never feeling like you've reached your, your potential or you've reached your peak before you have. Like, I think um, it would have been easy to have a, have a successful music career, be in successful groups, even if it wasn't to the point that, like, you know, he wasn't on Drake's level of success, but he was one of very few people who get a, who get a record deal, have a fan base, and are able to tour and live off of it. Um, but he was able to say, you know what, I have more. And uh, a couple things I think are interesting. One, right, like keep going because you might be 40 before you hit your, your stride and you might take all of these experiments to realize where, where you get where you get your most value and where you bring the most value to the world. But the second thing that's interesting is maybe some of us are actually on the wrong path for a long time and it takes all of these steps to realize what your true calling is. Like I, I truly believe that's his calling, that, that voice being able to tap in like he does into what's going on and give an opinion. Um, but I feel like that, you know, outside of media, outside of entertainment, there's probably so many people who are on a, on a path that isn't exactly right for them. And they might feel like something is a bit off or there's something more, but it's hard to understand what the next step is to get there, you know? Right. At that moment, especially yes. when you're going through it, but no, a hundred percent, like, how you start is not how you're going to finish. So the rebranding aspect of it and just continuing, just not giving up and understanding that anything could happen within a day, a week. Like, um, who was it? Lil, Lil Nas X, like, broke. He, he yeah. said he had $5 to his name before he popped off. So you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, another thing, another thing that he spoke about, right, was two years ago, before all this happened, before, like, while he was, if I'm not mistaken, while he was at Complex and everything, he said he was broke. Really? Like, to be that honest, yeah. To be that honest, because, yo, you got to understand, even if you're making money, how you're living kind of can make you broke easily, True. right? If you have a, if you have a, a, a lifestyle or, or you think you have a lifestyle you have to meet from cars to houses to parties to this to that, that money has to run out somehow. So um, for him to be that honest and talk about it and be like, yo, I was broke. I, I, he said when the complex situation was happening, he said I had to get a bag and I had to think about my future because he said my, my wife was pregnant. His ex-wife was pregnant at that time or girlfriend, I think, was pregnant at that time and his son was coming. So he had to get ready to be a father. He had to get ready to be a family member. He had to get ready to be a man of the house and everything. So... Um, also that's to say, don't, don't give up, man. You never know what can happen within, within hours, yet alone days and weeks and years. So yeah, that next, that push. like we, you know, th tomorrow, uh, what was it? You know, it won't happen overnight, but it might happen tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, what got your attention this week? Uh, this is the, we're trying a new segment, got attention, right? So we're just going to go back and forth a couple things that got our attention this week and, and give some reasons why and then give some opinions. Um, what was the first thing that, that sparked your attention this week? Um, let's start off with the MJ, the two first episodes. Um, we kind of spoke about it on the last episode and um, to see in depth, to see two episodes, two hours into it, um, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot there. A lot to deal with, a lot to watch, a lot. Um, yo, I'll tell you what got my attention attention out of everything. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let, let me let me see if you if you caught this too, right? Michael Jordan is and was Michael Jordan because of the lack of emotion and sens sensitivity. Mm. 
talk to me. What do you what do you okay. mean? What do you mean? All right. Michael, something would happen, right? And I understand Instagram and Twitter, all that stuff wasn't around. I understand, but they still had reporters. They could still call people and do interviews, right? Something would happen. Michael Jordan would look at the person and take it out on the court. Michael Jordan would look at the person, give him a face, wink at them, and hand them his business where it's meant to be handled, right? Yeah. Look at fucking Kevin Durant and what's his name? And Draymond Green. Emotional yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just let anything out because he knows business is business and personal is personal, right? The people that he are talking is more so biz on a business tip. They don't know his mother. They're not. They're not affecting his family. So he didn't let the emotions run out. He handled it on the court, destroyed them, and that's what makes the stories that much better. If you go on YouTube and you write MJ stories, it's thousands of videos of different NBA players telling stories because he never exposed those stories. He never broke those stories. He never got character. Number one thing that I really took from that and I seen a lot was how composed he is. He doesn't let certain things um, get to his emotions, certain things break his character or, or his mood. He just, he, more so, he uses it as fuel. He yeah. destroys you. Satan. See, even those stories that even when he, that nobody said anything, he made stories up. <laughs> like he was that sick. So I really like that about him where if we as human beings, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're doing, if you take things for what they are and not come from an emotional aspect and just trying to understand or trying to handle it later down the line when it's not with like bad intentions or energy or anything, then I think a lot of things will work out. So that's what caught my attention. It's, it's interesting. I think, I think that caught me, but more so what you said about him using it for fuel is what, what I yeah. took from like, so like he was able to always say the right things um, in terms of reporters asking him, even with the Pippin stuff, like reporters would ask him what he thought about Pippin, what he thought about the team, you know, what are you going to do without him? He was just like, you know what, this is a team effort. Like I was surprised at how composed he was in interviews. Right. Like, whereas I feel like a lot of people now are like, I don't want to talk, you know, like, don't talk to me. He was always saying right. the right things. Um, but off the court, it's funny because I think his actual entire career fuel came from emotion he didn't show it but i think like if you look all the way back he said he just wanted to impress his dad by beating right. his brother because he was yeah. never like his brother was better with like handiwork and shit and like mj would never be able to do that so he's like oh i, I want to show him that i can do this he, i think yeah right. Uh, right the high school coach he didn't make the team that fueled his next leap. They said he was, he, he told his, his college coach, he wanted to be the best player ever. The guy's like, Oh, uh, you know, you have to work a bit harder to do that. He's like, all right. He worked harder than anyone's ever seen before. So it's like, it's almost like he was able to use whatever emotion he, he was feeling and not take it. I, I, I like that one. I like that one about the coach where the coach was like, you have to work harder than everybody. And then he's like, I already work harder than everybody. And then I, and then the coach was like, I thought, I thought you wanted to be better than everyone. You can't put yourself yeah. in that category. That, so was, that was funny. Crazy. Yo, another person that I see like that is 50 cent. Yeah. Yo, that's how it's supposed to be is emotions is the most powerful thing in the world. It's how we manifest things. It's how things come into fruition and everything. Just, using it for the wrong intentions or like letting it out in the wrong terms is what kills people, right? There are stories that something happened to 50 Cent like two, three years ago, he will literally not reply and two, three years down the line, whether he beats the guy up or, 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 or literally Ja Rule buys two rows of his concert, the two first rows for them to be empty, like come on, art of war. So that's that's what catches my attention is how certain people feed off of energies, feed off of emotions, feed off of people's feedback and everything. Because there's two ways of going about it. There's the Draymond Green way, where when you're asked, oh, how did Kevin Durant handle it? Oh, he should have not handled it. He should have told us. How are you telling a grown man how to handle his business and his family? That's his business. I understand you guys are friends and everything, but it's business. You guys are not blood brothers. You guys are not attached to the hip. He came. He did what he had to do. And he probably, Draymond Green probably had a different opinion about him before Golden State. So 
you can't ha- you can't tell someone how to handle their business and then on live on live TV go oh he's he he was the elephant in the room he should have handled he should have handled it this way he should have told us like feel it, it handle it in a way where Michael would you, um, you know what Michael I really have nothing to say about it he did what he had to Michael yeah. the one time that I think I saw a different side at least in his first two episodes it was the last. It was the last part of the second episode where they're talking about what Scotty should have done in the situation where basically he was underpaid, he was injured, and he said he was he was going to leave the Bulls. Um, this is when they were going for their sixth ring. He said, you know what, I, I'm not valued on this team. I want to trade. I'm not playing for Chicago. Um, whereas Michael, in all other scenarios, in the public, he was saying, you know, it, we got to do what we got to do. It's interesting because in the interview portion today, he said he thought Scotty was being selfish. So it's interesting that he actually kind of had that flip where you're talking about like Draymond telling another, you know, grown man what his business should be. It's almost like that's what, what Michael was doing to it. In a sense, he was almost like, you know what? And, and maybe it's because he's unable to see outside of just the winning aspect of things. He's like, we're right. going to get a six ring. Like, why well, yo, you- Okay, let's take, let's take, right. Let's take the two different situations though. Let's take the two different situations, right? Scotty signed a, a seven-year deal for $18 million. He personally signed it himself. We understand it was shitty, but there's two, two ends of that contract, right? Yeah. He, was signing at, he wasn't signing three years into a championship. He was signing at the beginning, right? So that $18 million could have been an easy flop, as it is every year. Yeah. So they took a big chance on him because who... Who in the world thought they would have won three in a row, come back and win another three? Nobody thought that, right? Yeah. So he signed it at the beginning. They took a big, um, they took a big risk in signing him, not knowing what's gonna happen. But also business-wise, like where he came from was personal. His family needed it. Yeah. His father, his brother going through what he was going through. We understand that. Business-wise, it wasn't the greatest deal that was ever done, right? So now, if we look at Kevin Durant. He won, what was it, two rings with them? Yeah. Yeah, two rings with them, and they already had one before he came, right? He did what he was supposed to do. And mind you, he kind of, he he handled it way different than Scotty did. Scotty blasted it. Scotty did a lot at the end of it. Kevin finished it off, even tried to do everything. They brought him back and re-injured him, knowing that this man wasn't fully healed. Yeah, that's true. He he went out and gave it his all. So it's different situations. Michael was coming from it like, yo, everything that you did for was for yourself. Like, don't 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 get it twisted. I felt bad, and I'm sure you did too. I felt bad for his situation. Like, for him to win six rings and only make eighteen million. Like, come on, where as Jordan is signing one year deals for thirty one to thirty two, thirty three million each year. So, I don't know. It's just a whole different situation. But Jordan was maybe, maybe we don't know where Jordan was coming from. In the back end, he would have, maybe he was helping him. Maybe he was telling him, yo, situate yourself. Finish this year off and you'll get a bag. Yeah, he might have said. We never know what the conversation conversation was because that's what the team was saying. Just don't, don't let it get to you. If we finish this one, if we get this one, then that's going to be a whole different story. Like, yes, they, they, they robbed you for that six years or seven years, but if you get $100 million or something crazy for another couple of years, another four to five years, that, that, that makes it up. So it's two different situations, but Jordan wasn't more so emotional. It was just telling him, yo, you are coming from a place of selfishness. Like, you're only thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about the team. You're not thinking about how we may be helping you from the back end. Like how me and the coach could be saying things or doing things to help you out, you know? So. No, definitely. I, I agree. I, and I'm not saying he necessarily was wrong in calling himself. I just think it's interesting that, like, his perspective on it he was. He from that. Yeah, yeah. That it was, and it's, like, almost like a, a different understanding. But it's interesting because I'm really excited to see. Because he said we're going to think he's insane and an asshole at the end of this. So I'm excited to see these next few episodes and, like, really see him push those teammates to that next level. Another, another, another two episodes coming tomorrow. It's, it's, 
it's intense, man. I'm actually waiting for it. And like for the longest time before this drop and even after this drop, all I do is just watch stories about him. Just Kevin Kevin Garnett telling stories. Like, bro, Jordan is one of one. It's never going to happen again. Mentally, physically, and emotionally, the guy was on a different level, you know? Yeah, um, Kobe was the closest. No, that was Dallas. Jordan, that's all I can say. Speechless, man. Jordan is different. Different breed. Speaking of different breed, uh, another thing that you were talking about before before yeah. this is uh, Mr. West uh, announced that he is now officially a billionaire. Um, I, I don't know how to – okay, how do you feel about this one? All right, let me give you a perspective. Maybe you can feed off of it, okay. right? Saying it just to say it, is he saying it to sit with the billionaires to, to want doors open for him because he's been begging the Nikes <laughs> and uh and uh, what's Steve, it called? Steve, or, uh, Mike, not Steve Jobs, Tim, uh, Tim Cook, yeah. Right, he's been begging them so long. Is this is this like a a a, a validation? Yo, let let me into the club, or or, or is this? face like yo i did it i told you guys to help me when i was 53 million in debt now i did it like what's up where are we going from this so i personally don't know what he wants to gain from it i don't know what's going on with it it's it's how do you say what do you think about I, I, I think you're right i think that's it i i, I didn't really know because i didn't give it too much thought i honestly at this point like when right. it's funny because like when i used to see a kanye interview like 2013 2011 I would stop everything. Like I would, I would watch the interview. I was taking notes. I was like repeating quotes. I was so inspired. And now I see a Kanye cover on GQ or whatever. I didn't even read the the interview. I don't care. And so like him announcing like, oh, I'm a billionaire now. To me, I was just like, I don't give a shit. But it's funny because I think that's that's what it is. It's wanting this validation from the white world that we see that he clearly needs. Even if you look at that, he wanted to do the GQ cover. He didn't go to black media. He didn't go to hip hop media. He wanted to be on GQ right. to, and, and then he wanted to be in Forbes to announce the billionaire. Cause that's a historically like the white publication that tells you you're rich. Right. And so for him to be in this club, it's almost like, he's like, yeah, I was telling you, I was telling you I was going to be there. You weren't answering my calls. Now, now all you rich white, <laughs> now all you rich white people need to answer my calls. It's like, bro, like, right. I, I need to be on the yacht. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say I'm fully, like, you know, done. And it's not even about the Trump thing. Like, I, it really wasn't that. It was just the fact that over the last three years, I think we've seen that the man doesn't care about anyone but himself. Whereas before, I thought he was self-motivated, self-confident to a level that we've never seen before, believed in himself. And that, that's what I took from, like, that's what inspired me all those years to believe in myself to a certain extent. But now it's almost just like, I believe in myself, but I don't care about you. Exactly. No, a hundred percent, man. Um, And to go deeper into it, right. If he does get the validation, then what? You see, do you know how uh, humans run after something? And then when they get it, they find out it's not the same. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the story with him. He's going to get it. And then what? you're still going to be the elephant in the room. If it's a white party of full of white people wearing white suits, you're still going to be black. Like, it doesn't change anything. Like, for Jay-Z, Jay-Z never called GQ or Forbes to, to, to say I'm a billionaire. They begged them. We still don't know the estimate of Jay-Z. We don't know how much he's worth because he never gave that information up. This guy personally said, I personally gave documents. Yeah. And he was like, they can't even read. He's like, it's not one billion, it's three point three billion. They can't read at Forbes. Like, what do you get? Why do we care? Number one, that puts you in a different tax bracket. Number two, the people hate you more. And number three, when the purge happens, we're coming after you first, fam. <laughs> so it doesn't do anything for you. Like that shit doesn't like there's people that are not billionaires that have way more impact, that are doing way more, you know? Like Let's look at when Charlemagne the God interviewed him on, on Breakfast Club. He was like, oh, uh, welcome, um, Kanye Kardashian. Yeah. I found that to fucking genius because that's exactly what the hell he is. Because your wife and the family that you're into 
is billionaires and they never really speak on it. She's even trying to do something better for herself, get into law and trying to help people. And you're over here running after the people that are putting people in jail. Mm. Like it just, that household is, is different. It doesn't make sense. She wants to get people out of jail and he's running after the people that are keeping people in slavery. So. Yeah, and, and, and I don't and I don't think there's I thought for so long there was something deeper to it. I thought that maybe yeah he was using <laughs> this connection, you know, to, to help Kim, but like right. I think she's doing all that on her own and, and I don't I don't know if there is a long term play. No, I, I think he needs her more than she needs him. Mm. And that's facts. The fifty three million was something that she helped him with. He was in debt and she helped him. She I'm sure the the, the doors that open for him whether it's the Donna Trump and everything was not through him. It was through her and the family. So, um, I don't know, man. That's a different story. Um, that's definitely a different... We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes along with it. But we just... We, to end it off, we really don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That, I'm, I'm, I'm off it. But uh, one, one thing that got my attention this week is... Um, and it's... It's kind of interesting because it's like it, I didn't realize it until now, but there's really nothing holding our entire society together. And it only made me realize it because of this coronavirus thing where this becomes the only thread throughout the world. Right. This is the only thing that everyone everywhere can connect to. Is in common. But but besides that, I mean, what do we what do we really have um, that makes us all connect on a human level in terms of our experience on this world like whether it's like our cultures are all so different globally the even the weather is so different in places people's lifestyles are so different the poverty line is so different like the classes in in, within the world are so different like I, i don't know what are what are things that actually hold us all together besides us all having to sleep and all us all having to eat Yo, know, I, I literally was just about to say that. It's just life. It's just humanity. The fact that we're all alive and the fact that we're all breathing and bleeding the same. That's about it. it. And that's really all that we need to bring humanity back together. Now, let me, let me tell you mm. what I mean, right? Without clothes, without money, without culture, without anything else, there's no labels to, to distract us, to put us in different levels and different avenues of life, right? If it don't matter where you're from, what you have, what you're doing. If at the end of the day, we say that's a human being, then we know where we're coming from. It's coming from a, a spiritual and universal aspect of, of, of conversation, right? But when you say, oh, he's from L.A., in itself comes all types of judgments and, 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 and categories, right? Mm-hmm. When we say they're from overseas, they, oh, they're white. Oh, he's black. That all these labels are just different things to to separate us from humanity. Just same way that money and and all this stuff around us is the same thing that separates us from being humble. Because the only time we're humble is when we're sick and we're on our deathbed. Mm. That's when we pray the most. So the only time we're close to humanity is if you take all the labels away. So the only thing we do have in common is is humanity is the fact that we all breathe. The fact that we all need love, the fact that we all need affection, the fact that we all need food, the fact that we all need each other to live. And it's crazy because the labels almost might be an innate part of us. Like, I don't know that there's a society that even exists where we don't categorize things or we don't label things because that's how we've always, even if you go back to like, if you believe in like the Bible times where like they had to label all the animals, they had to label all the plants, like they had to understand. Right, or, 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 or. Or even as people in communities, it'll be tribes. Tribes, no, 100%. Yeah. I do agree with you. Um, no, it's cr- okay, Leon. Let's get into it. I have a, I have a dope conversation. Now that you brought that okay. up, you know how they say social media bothers us, right? I seen a picture, um, and I'm sure you've seen it before on 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 Instagram, where it was like, um, next time people say, "Oh, social media distances people," there was a bu- in 19, I don't know, early 19, there was a bus full of people bus full of people and they were in their newspapers mm. even that it was just a different form of distraction but then it was newspapers it was um radio yeah. it was black 
by TVs. It just, it, it goes from generation to generation. It might change. Right now, it might be computers and phones for us. For the next generations, it might be, what are those things called that go into the sky with the, with the cameras? The drones, yeah. Like, it'll be different levels of, for, for different um, generations, but um, it's crazy you say that because we might think a certain way about ourselves and phones and everything, but that same way was thought about other people in a different generation. It's just in a different form. Yeah, and it's just it's just the levels are growing. Like like they existed always. Uh, it's just because the accessibility is high. Like now we have no. I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about like how there's no dead moments anymore. Like you you never have to sit with your own thoughts because like you're waiting for someone. And like like I was I was like this call. You could you could go on your phone and like do whatever. You don't have to sit with yourself. You're in the doctor's office waiting. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they had newspapers and books, but at this point, you can... In and the other th part about that is you never have to really be fully immersed in sadness because an instant shot of dopamine hits when you, like, click like on mm. something or you search right. something and you can sit with that. Or you're waiting for a message of someone that you want a message from so that patient that thrilled that you're waiting for the message is that drug for us. No, that's, that's facts, though. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy though how uh, how it it's always and it, it, that's the thing with human nature. It's almost like we have as much as we've technologically evolved us as humans, we haven't really evolved that much. <laughs> like like the world yeah. around us, we create things that evolves everything else in our environment. But us as people are really the same at our core as we've always been. Exactly. No, that hit that hit a different um that hit a different thought pattern in me because like my parents grew up in Africa, East Africa, right? And they're so into tribalism and everything, right? And tribalism has always been there from time, like you said, from Bible times, Quran times, all that stuff. It's just um, they use it in different ways. Like back then, it was if you were lost, your tribe, the name of your tribe will be where they can locate you back to your family. Now, yeah. it's gotten to the point where it's different tribes and different areas that hate each other so you could see someone they'll say a tribe and because of that tribe and, and the judgments and the labels you have for it you'll kill an innocent person or you'll harm or you'll say something disrespectful to a person that you don't even know so okay now skip 50 years later there's our generation where i barely even know my tribe like i know the name of it i don't give a rat's fuck about it like yeah, it don't it don't it, it doesn't stop or evolve in my life. Like it doesn't work around. So, um, times are definitely evolving. Where we're definitely seeing things. Everything, like you said, everything's evolving, but except us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just creating everything around us to make it easier and better for us. But we have never really took the time to elevate to the next level as as humans. It's just creating a a, a nicer cage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, what what was the one that you were? Uh, what was the drama you were talking about? The YouTube drama. I want oh, to know about that. Okay, so yeah, this is the last thing that that I want to talk about because I I thought it was interesting. Um, how the reaction was. So basically, uh, Anthony Fantano is this big YouTube reviewer, right? He like reviews albums. He gives things on a scale of ten for probably like five years but at this point he's kind of become like a staple in in albums so like when your album drops if you get a good review from him he can definitely shift the opinion of a lot of like especially kids on twitter because they're looking at like oh if he says it's bad i have to think it's bad and then this like you know uh following Viral. mentality right but this one was a little bit different because it was outside of hip-hop uh fiona apple her name is dropped the album and and i i listened to to it a bit you know i i didn't personally love it but a lot of people on twitter were, were loving it um especially a lot of women on twitter and so there was this comment that went viral where she was basically calling him misogynistic because he didn't understand the you know we you are misogynist where the album or the person is coming from yeah so this is a comment on his review which he gave a good review by the way he gave a seven out of ten which is solid 
but she said, you are misogynist. You, you are misogynist. There's nothing special about your opinion. You do not, and you will never in your life understand the meaning of this album. You feel as though she had a lack of lyrical filter, as if it is a flaw of her writing. It is not her flaw in her writing. Uh, you were scared of her. A woman didn't stay silent about female pain like she should. Well, anyway, goes on and on and on, like this big comment. Um, and the and on Twitter. And on, I have a question yeah, for you. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, now, two things that I got from that right away. Okay? <laughs> is it that he's wrong or is it that it hits differently in her phase of her life? And right, and there's so many, like, and so, like, exactly on that is, one, I think, uh, okay, I, I don't know, on one hand, I think everyone should be able to have an opinion, okay? On the right. other hand, I do think uh, there should be different weight put on different people's opinions. So not every Joe Schmo tweeting should be given weight because they're able to have an opinion. Uh, not everyone who's able right. to comment on things should be should be given any attention. Now he's built a, a following for himself, so I I think in terms of his review status, he solidified at least as a reputable uh, source of reviews. But that being said, um, things relate differently to different people. So you could love something, and you could be right, right. because you loved it. I could hate it, and I could be right because it just didn't con connect with me. The, the one thing I don't appreciate with what happened on Twitter was people were saying he shouldn't be allowed to speak on it. He shouldn't be able to have an opinion on it because he wasn't a woman, right? Right, but the same people saying that are, 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 are saying their opinion. Exactly. If they're allowed to say what they want, how can he not? It just doesn't make sense. Yo, my only take on it, and um, there was this um, interview with Nipsey Hussle, right? And he had a, he had a major... Um, back and forth with complex back in the day, I think 2013, right? My thing with this, all of this is have your opinion, but just understand certain people are going through things and certain people love certain things. So just come from it in a respectful manner. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my only take about opinion because like for me, right? Like whether I'm talking about a certain person or topic or anything, certain things I say has, even if I don't like it, cool i don't like it but i'll do respect just mm -hmm. don't say oh they're shitty they're assholes because there's certain people live and 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 breathe that certain people that's their literally whether it's music or whether it's sports certain people that's their religion so if their whole um morals and 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 everything in their life is around a certain topic a certain industry a certain person a certain sports team you can't disrespect to the level. So even with Nipsey Hussle, he was saying, yo, cool. I understand you have an opinion, but understand there's people that are going through what I'm going through that really love it. Have your opinion, but don't throw rocks at the, at the, at the top of a 40, 40 story building. Like we can't come in and confront you. Yeah. He said there's people don't stop my bag. Don't stop my, 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 me getting my success or me feeding my people have your opinion, but don't disrespect it to the point. It can, it can affect my, family so even with the guy and the people he can review all that he wants he has the right to he has the right to like i don't like rock and roll that doesn't mean rock and roll is a bad thing i personally just don't like it as much as other people right but knowing that other people love it i'm not gonna say that's the that's the wackest thing in the world because like if someone said that about hip-hop i personally wouldn't like it so it's just it's, it it just depends on where you come from. Yeah, and I think I think it's like at this point, um, the most important thing that I think we need to be in be living in is understanding that everything isn't for everybody. Like you just said, like we can all coexist. There can be things that you like, things that I like, and we don't have to like the same things. But it's okay that we like what we like. You can hate, you know, you can not like rock and roll. Someone can love it. Someone can hate hip hop. You can love it. So it's like. The fact, like you said, I think, and I think there needs to be a bit more of that. Not, not necessarily just with with his reviews. I, I I'm not talking about him specifically. I'm talking about in general on Twitter, um, in real life, when people hate on things or people, uh, you know, shit on things, having a little bit more respect for the fact that there are tons of people who like it, 
I think with the, without all of the hostility, it might be a better place for conversation. Yo, even and 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 I always said, even if you don't like it, you can learn from it. Mm. What's wrong with learning from it? Like, okay, I don't like rock and roll. If I ask you right now, yo, what do you like about it? And you give me a different perspective that I never knew. Now, rock and roll is going to be different to me. It's only right now, it's only my opinion or it's different to me because of what I thought it was. Because how can I not like it if I haven't listened to it, if I don't understand it, right? So if you give me a different answer, you're like, yo, I like it because of this, this, and this. I'm like, yo, that's somewhat aligned with why I like hip hop. So sometimes it's just a certain conversation. Like, don't be sensitive of what people say. Just sometimes try to understand. Sometimes try to have a conversation about it, a normal conversation, rather than, oh, you're wrong because I like it. And it, because I like it, you have to be. It, it don't work that way. Yeah. Everyone has their opinions. Everyone has their likes and they're entitled to it. Just try to get a different perspective so maybe you can learn from it. Like, interviews. I watch so many interviews that I do on Inspire the Great. I don't love every interview. But I learn from every interview. Mm-hmm. That I love. There's ones that I don't love. But even the ones that I don't love, there's still points that I, I there's still perspectives, there's still ideas, there's still things that I take from it that I go back and rewatch. So if you don't like something, just skip over it. Like even if you give your opinion, give it in a respectful manner. And even if you get that opinion and you like you like that something or you don't like the opinion. Not everything has to be a right or wrong. Everyone mm. has their, their 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 say, you know. I like that. Uh, if even if you don't like something, learn you can learn from it. I I I'm gonna take that one. Right. That's good shit. Yeah. Well, that it's it's dope because you know, not it, we're not supposed to imagine if everyone likes every, everything the same. What would life be? So I don't understand why you don't like somebody because they like different. Like it just doesn't make sense. We're we're supposed to be different in every aspect of life. So let people be different, but just understand different is also a good thing. Just try to, try to, try to learn something from it. Like every interview, every person, every, every idea has a different perspective. Mm. And if you try to go deeper into it, it might actually teach you a lot more than you think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you just learn more of why you don't like something or, or understand yourself a bit better, you, you know, but yeah, man, a little bit start understanding that you actually might like it you never know never know um but yeah this i that was i think we hit an hour a bit over I'm, I'm i'm i feel like it was a good convo any anything else uh, to close out that you've been thinking or anything else you want to say to the people man just for the people um yo actually about branding and everything right um because a lot of people ask me on my page what do you like like for me why I started Inspire the Great is I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of interviews, right? I'm really good at writing. I don't know if you guys can tell or anything. I'm good at talking, but I'm not the greatest at talking. And the reason why I do this is it's one of the things that I want to do to push myself. I don't like public speaking, but I know I don't like it because I just didn't have that. I didn't have the opportunity yet to learn. Mm-hmm. So this is me myself and getting out of my comfort zone but I've always been um a writer I love poetry I love reading I love writing so I took the the writing aspect of it and I took the interviews put it together and that's what started inspired the great right for everyone who's overthinking and everything just find what you like for you you love hip-hop you love doing interviews but more so you love making um a brand out of something right just certain things that you like whatever it is Take those two and put them together, and that becomes your brand. That becomes whether it's a personal brand or just a brand itself. So I was talking to someone earlier, and I was just telling them, yo, just find a couple of things that you like, put them together, and just start doing it. Don't overthink it. Don't think it's going to come to you in two years. It's not that serious. So even if you're, even if you don't know exactly what it is right now, just start posting positive things or things that you really like and certain things might align with you. The universe, the certain, certain people or certain energies might align with you. So as far as b- building your brand and building a brand, um, just find certain things that you really like. Like if I don't post, I, I feel it. Like my whole day isn't the same. Like I don't have an app that tells me post this time. I post every day, three times a day because that's what I love to do. 
I love to inspire the people. I love to go on YouTube and watch interviews all day long. That's my favorite thing. So I just made that into a brand, into a, into a value that people like. So whether it's shoes, whether it's music, whether it's um, doing um, editing, no matter what it is, just find that and make that a brand. So that's what I would say. Um, two more episodes of, of The Last Dance coming tomorrow. That's what I'm waiting for. What about you? Yeah, I agree on all that. I mean, I think, and I think like we always talk about like, you'll figure things out along the way. I'm still figuring things out, how I want to brand things, how I want to move forward, what, what my ultimate purpose is. Like, those are things that like, it takes doing and it takes understanding and reflecting to figure out fully, you know, like you need to do something and realize what you didn't like about it, realize what you like. So I, I would, I would just say, yeah, keep doing and, and like go towards the direction of your passion, but be open to where that road leads you. And um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, those two episodes are Sundays. I'm, I'm really liking Sundays because we got Insecure comes out, uh, Westworld comes out, and then uh, Monday. I've been watching. Uh, not I won't even say guilty pleasure because I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. Don't feel guilty for liking stuff. The Bachelor. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. Good shit. Good shit. If you want some some light. Uh, not uh, overthinking TV. <laughs> all right. Um, actually, one thing that you said, I'm gonna right now today. I'm gonna start Insecure. I never watched Insecure before. It's good. It's good. So that's yeah. And I've heard so much amazing from it. I just never had the time on, or like not just the time. I wouldn't say the time because sometimes I do have the time. It's just not my caliber of of watching. It's like, short I like too. The, the first season's the, only like the, twenty episodes, or uh, not twenty episodes, twenty minutes. So you could you could fly through. Yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna watch that. And you know, even um, as you were saying, like you find things out and you you experience and you there was a word that you said, you um, you figure out right. To finish it off like this, you never figure it out. It's just a percentage of, yeah, of yeah, figuring yeah. out. Yeah. And that's just what life is, man. You're 20 years old, 30 years old. Chill out, fam. You have another 50 years to go if you're blessed to see that. So the world is not ending right now. Your life is not ending right now. Just take it. Last thing to finish off, just take it 24 hours at a time. If you look at it from a week or a month or a year, it's going to be difficult. Just do the best that you can in that 24-hour period that you're only awake for, what, 16 hours. Eight, you're sleeping. Eight, you're working. Another eight, you're, you're, you're doing something else. So take it 124 at a time we appreciate you guys for tapping in if you guys have any questions uh direct message us on inspire inspire the great my page and jeremy's page yeah at jeremy underscore hex and we'll, we'll yeah if you have any questions we will we'll talk about them on the next episode in the uh in the final segment yes we appreciate you guys for tapping in um let's continue doing what we do i appreciate you bro another episode episode five six coming next week Let's you too, go. Man. Keep it keep it going and, and stay and good luck with the uh the fast. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Well I'll definitely tap in with you soon. Alright, man, peace.